Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 49 of the AOM 100 Days Questions and Challenges. (laughs) 100 Days of Q's and A's. Right. And it's titled, Afraid of Touch, Clingy Clingy Wife and Mother-in-Law Inconsistencies. Uh, If you're new here, welcome. We have over 260 episodes on all sorts of things, marriage and relationship related. Mm -hmm. And um, we love that you're here. Our show is brought to you today by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on us. We love audiobooks. It's our primary source of education. And we want you to get a free one on us. So visit that website. And thank you, Audible, for being a spiznancer. That's right. Free books. Can't beat that. It's like a library online. Okay, tell them what we're doing today. So, hello, good morning. If you uh, haven't joined us, you should. We are on Instagram Live every single day and And also Facebook Facebook Live. And if you see us talking to people, that's what we're doing. So, you can also send in questions and we'll answer them live on the show. Mm -hmm. You can send your questions to hello at Anatomy of Marriage or Facebook message and Instagram message. All right, we're diving right in. So, the review of the day. Wife and life. Thank you, wife and life. Five stars. The best... Can't recommend enough. This podcast has been such a valuable resource for me and my husband that I share it with everyone I know. Married, single, dating, living, doesn't matter. Everyone needs to listen. <clears throat> everyone needs to listen. They are, are a real couple who show up raw for every podcast, giving their unfiltered advice on the spot to the brave people who write in. I feel like it's always been taboo to talk about problems you have in life and marriage, but with Seth and Melanie, that door has been thrown wide open, and they help the show. And, they're, no, and, and they help show and they that help there show. is no shame. Mm-hmm. No shame in, in admitting that things aren't perfect. You're not alone, and they can be healing. Uh, they provide tools, quite a few analogies, and multiple perspectives on each topic slash problem so that everyone can understand. Sorry for the rambling, but I could go, go on and on, but they're 
podcast is so good. Thank you, Wife and Life. Yes. That's awesome. That really helps us out. And we'd like to read the reviews. So Yes, we love the reviews. Thank you so much. It's awesome. And it's it's awesome to have the feedback. It really, really, really is uh, motivational for us because doing this every day is a lot of work. Yeah. That we don't great. get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Seth is waiting Go ahead at and people. Read. He's probably going to mess up the Facebook Live or whatever. No big deal. Nope. Okay. <clears throat> Question number one. I was listening to last Thursday's episode this morning and hearing Melanie talk about being skittish and having to work through and having to work through that sparked a question for me. I have a history of trauma, including sexual abuse and violence towards me as a child and teenager. I have done lots of work in therapy for years to work some through some of the past trauma. And I feel like I'm in a really great place. Last year, I was actually able to do EMDR, which really helped me desensitize and reprocess some of the distorted feelings and beliefs that I have about myself and my past trauma. Anyway, one thing is still hard for me when one thing that is still hard for me is when my husband tries to tickle me or even touch me when I'm feeling a little bit anxious or even scared. I always let him know that my body is trying to tell me something, mostly that it feels out of control, and I don't like it. He is good about respecting me in the moment and honoring my body. It never really happens when we are intimate, so I'm thankful for that. But for instance, last night we were watching Stranger Things together and he tried to come over and just lovingly touch me on the arm, and I kind of freaked out on him. I think he feels sad that he would never... What? That he wouldn't ever make me feel scared when he is such a safe person for me. He totally respects the boundary set, but he expresses that he feels sad about it. Here's a question. I don't want to ever feel scared of my husband. How do I work through reminding my mind and body that I'm safe and I'm okay uh, and that my husband's not going to hurt me? How do I change those patterns so that I'm not living in the past tension? Hope this makes sense. It mm-hmm. does make sense. And it thank makes, you. Yeah. Thank you for that, for being vulnerable and writing in. That's awesome. I would say that this is a uh, a mild and still part of a PTSD response, yeah. and you know that's that's in your body. We've talked about that book by Vessel, no Vessel Vanderkolk, K O K O L K, I believe, and it's called The Body Keeps the Score. James and- Vanderbeek. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, the body what? keeps it's. What my Bessel brain does. Yes, yeah, so The Body Keeps the Score <laughs> by James Vanderbeek. Oh, I'm going to keep the score for your goofy <laughs> Just keep quips. talking. Anyway, and um, uh, but trauma uh, sometimes is stored in our body, and sometimes it, it shows up, right? So you're experiencing a PTSD response, and it sounds like you're absolutely working through it. EMDR, thumbs up. I did EMDR too. And it was awesome. And I think just, I mean, what what was the main question? Like, I don't want well, to feel... So mm-hmm. the thing that came to my mind, um, and I'm going to just really say that moving to this apartment that we live in right now, which we totally love, has been like a desensitization journey for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, all my life, I've lived kind of like out in the country and there's no sound. There's just like wind and birds. And then uh, when we moved here, it was like... I could hear other humans talking. What if they kill me? What if those humans are mean humans? What if they steal my things? Like it was just Mm -hmm. ridiculous and it was all in my brain. Um, And I know this is not the same kind of thing, but for me, uh, every time I felt that, because I would have actual, like you could feel the cortisol just go like through my whole body. And I'm talking like a month ago, Mm -hmm. right? I would feel this wave of fear. And so a couple different things that were really helpful for for me was every time I would feel it, I would train myself to say, Mm -hmm. this is okay. 
right? It's a, just a desensitization mm -hmm. process. It's like a mm -hmm. kid being afraid to swim. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's going to help them is to swim. Mm -hmm. And it's hard and it's scary and you want to be like, but, but, scary, but swimming is hard, oh, right? Mm -hmm. You want to like perpetuate the fear, but you have to actually be like, nope, not a problem. Right. Sometimes we want to listen to that voice and instead we need to... Talk, talk to it. Like I said, I was in What's the... What's on your face? I don't know. Talk to that voice, right? And it's awesome that you're doing all this work. Super thumbs up with that. And I, I also find it helpful to also check in with your body. Like sometimes I've talked... I think I've talked about this before, but like you actually physically touch your arms, your trunk, and your legs. Like things are okay. I'm here. I'm in my body. My husband is there. It's, it's, it's just like you're acknowledging everything that is real, that is good, that is solid in the moment, mm -hmm. you know? And you could even set an alarm like, you know, okay, when your husband comes home, I'm just going to do a body alarm every 30 a minutes. A body check, you a mean? Body like check a body check centering, kind of a centering Yeah, thing. kind of thing. And um, the more that we, we, I, because I think we all have negative self-talk, you know, and that quote that you told me a couple of days ago was just amazing. And I used it in therapy yesterday, actually, mm -hmm. with a couple of people. And um, it's like, yeah. Let's not listen to that voice. Let's mm -hmm. talk to it. Yeah. Because we can control that voice. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be talking to it, not listening. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to have dominion over it kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. What? Uh, the word dominion, dominion just throws me. I just think of the Dominican Republic. And old, old Dominion freight lines? Yeah. I was thinking of freight lines. Um, no, the thing I want to talk about that uh, is that. <laughs> Well, sorry, it's funny that uh, someone said they think of memes of James Vanderbeek crying, and I've got sidetracked. <laughs> I think it's really funny. That funny. Uh, but so the thing that I, that makes me think of, like you said, don't listen to the voice in your head. Talk to it, right? So we have, like I've mentioned in the past, like several versions of our several versions of ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So we have the person who's living in the body, right? Mm -hmm. That mind, that version of us. But then we have this other person, like this other brain that can see us in in moments sort of uh from a different vantage point and mm -hmm. can go oh this is not that bad why don't you stop crying like we have another part of our brain that can do that only if we tap into that part of our brain mm -hmm. do you you're making it a face do you not agree no oh okay so what i'm what i think about that is like the person that's in the moment is the person that hears that shame oh i'm bad oh i'm broken oh this is that oh it's terrible the person who is in the like stands in the arena watching us is the person that will talk down to you and you say, no, you can do it. Mm -hmm. You got this. Mm -hmm. You're great. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I want you to try to do in these situations is desensitize yourself on purpose with your husband and just be like, okay, husband, this is going to be weird and I might cry. No big deal. Tears are cool. Um, and say, I want you to like, and just be really like husband, be super gentle. Do right. not like, don't, be weird or dumb about this. That's not good. But I would say, let yourself be desensitized. Let yourself feel that momentary discomfort. And then let your your upper brain that's way up here mm -hmm. tell you, it's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. And the only thing that will get you through it is just doing that over mm -hmm. and over and over mm -hmm. until it's not a problem. And it makes you, me think of You can of even a, bring your husband along, which I'm not sure if you said that or not. Yeah, but you could do would, like active practice. Like, okay, feel it. Mm -hmm. Feel the anxiety. And then I'm going to... Touch you mm -hmm. on your arm and or, or whatever, yeah. you know, wherever you want to be touched and speak to you super lovingly. Mm -hmm. Say, I'm here. Yeah. 
all this stuff. And it makes me think of the way that you have to retrain like an animal that's been uh, abused. It's mm-hmm. very similar because it's their body that hold like the body keeps the score mm-hmm. uh, by James Vanderbeek. It's uh, <laughs> it, it really is like your body is reacting and then your brain is is going, what do I do about the fear I feel? But it's it, we need to flip it the other way around. We need mm-hmm. to say, what do I think and how do I behave based on what I know? As right. opposed to what do I feel, if that yeah. makes sense. A friend says, I just started reading The Untethered Soul, and it talks a lot about the voice in, in your head. Ooh. It's really good so far. Oh, that's cool. Hmm? Never heard about that. Yeah, we'll have Untethered to... Untethered Soul, okay. Cool. We'll have to read that. Thank you for sharing that. Hopefully it's on audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy. <laughs> okay, um, let's go to the question. next one. Okay, so I need an outside view on a recurring point of contention between my wife and me. My wife and I both work, though she is off for the summer since, since she's a teacher when we were both off, we spent almost all of our time together. Don't get me wrong. I love spending time with her, but I'm trying to convince her that we should be comfortable with having alone time. I like to play Xbox with friends, and I am always sure to check with her beforehand, which is almost annoying anyway. But it, but tonight, we got into a fight because even though she said she was fine with it three times this week, an hour or two each, she said she actually wasn't fine with it, and she gets bored just sitting there waiting for me to be done. I feel this is kind of ridiculous, but maybe I just need to press harder in asking for permission, so I'm frustrated right now. Um, did hmm. you say that he plays video games? Did you edit that out on accident or did you say it? Xbox? Okay, I didn't. I somehow spaced when you said that. Right. Um, this is a great question and I have lots of thoughts about it mm-hmm. um, because uh, holy cow, did I ever do that kind of crap to you? You didn't yeah. play video games, but I would just like. But I went for hunting some or reason. like alone mm-hmm. in the woods or the river or. I don't know what else. Just around the river bend? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> song time? <laughs> um, the song just like plowed through my brain at a million. I wish. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's really important as the from the wife's perspective. So this is a husband writing in, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, answer it from the man's perspective first. Okay. I get what you're saying, right? You want to do your own thing. And uh, that's totally fine. Right, unless it is becomes unbalanced, which an hour or two each time a week, you know, I don't know if you guys have kids or not. Um, you know, are you shirking other responsibilities or uh, what are you doing? You know, is it random? Like, oh yeah, good morning. What do you want to do today? I don't know. I don't know. And then you know, thirty minutes later, like, oh, I'm in an Xbox sesh with my friends for two hours. That would be kind of annoying. You know, like I get annoyed at Melanie because she works all the time right and i'm like okay well what do i do and then i'm like well planning stuff and then i tell her she's like well i can just be done in a minute i'm like well i already planned something and it's just kind of annoying not really but sometimes but maybe how about this the annoying thing is like i want to spend time with you right so maybe your wife is like i want to spend time with you it's not that you can't play xbox or that's the enemy or whatever right yeah. Well, what it is, I mean, it's just a difference of expectation. Mm-hmm. You, you're you saying to yourself, oh, Xbox sounds fun. I'll do that for two hours. And your wife is like, oh, I want, I want help with the cleaning. Mm. And then you sit down to do Xbox for two hours and she's like, my expectations were not met. Right. Right. So it's, it's a matter of clarity, communication, uh, very clearly laying out your expectations and mm-hmm. desires and then coming to a compromise together about it. Cause I'll tell you what, what the pattern I'm seeing is the pattern that we have done where it's like, I want you to read my mind, Seth, mm. and I want you to know what I want mm-hmm. and I want you to attune and then do the thing I want. Why, why do I have to tell you what I actually mm-hmm. want? Mm-hmm. See, I'm looking at you and you should know what I want, which is terrible. <laughs> and well, this happened with 
jujitsu, like um, the last couple times I've gone, maybe, I don't know, maybe the last two times, and then I've not gone because we've had a conversation about it. She's like, I don't want you to go. I want you to, you've been gone all day. And I'm like, dang it. You know? Yeah, well, and it was it was literally just a conversation about expectations because he mm-hmm. was trying to shift some of his, like how he did work and how he did jujitsu and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then it just didn't work. And, and we hadn't actually sat down and talked about it. So when I brought it up, he felt like, well, uh, his expectation was that it was fine. And right. my expectation was like, oh, I thought you'd be like home helping more. Mm-hmm. And so that dissonance is okay as long as you take what you're feeling and you turn it into something mm-hmm. that's helpful. Bring a solution. So how ha- about this? Let's real time the thing. Let's real time right? the thing. So jujitsu. I've only gone like five times. Got my butt kicked every time. But it is awesome and I really like it. Right? It is something that I want to do. Once a week, twice if I get lucky, if it works out, right? So I want to do jujitsu once a week, probably on Tuesdays from 5.30 to 7, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Is that okay with you? It sort of just depends, but it can be okay if you write it on the freaking so, calendar. Okay, so write it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. So my expectation is, sure, do work, do work, whatever. Everything's normal. Mm-hmm. And then on Tuesdays, dad... Seth does jujitsu. The person of Seth does jujitsu. For an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You know it. You can expect it. Mm-hmm. So supper or whatever, you cook that night. Mm-hmm. And then I come home and then boom, fully present, take a shower. The rest of the night, I'm here, mm-hmm. right? Once a week. You know what? That's interesting. What? That just made me realize that if I knew what the rest of the night would be like, I would feel more comfortable with it. Because mm. often... Um, just because of the just it's like summertime, the kids are doing whatever. I mm-hmm. have to work on things. Mm-hmm. Like there's this sort of when you come home, what I desire, my expectation is is that you will like actively help with stuff mm-hmm. in but really specific stuff. Right. So maybe if we ass- evaluated what that coming home part because you always take a shower, you have to wash your ghee thing, mm-hmm. and um, so you have a routine that will take I don't know fifteen minutes, whatever, mm-hmm. and then from you know what time 7 30 to bedtime i would like to have some sort of like okay this is what seth is doing the mm-hmm. person of seth mm-hmm. <laughs> is doing our kid used to say that so we say it sometimes um but that's what you're gonna do so that mm-hmm. i have i don't know there's something about it that i just want to feel settled i want to know right. like oh seth is doing these things when he comes home so i don't have to worry about them and it's sort of like a um it's a essentially just a perceived safety it's not real at all but it helps me to feel calm so maybe that's exactly what this wife is looking for like Mm -hmm. she's hoping that you have somehow this conversation comes up between the two of you and then she says oh now i know what to expect and and maybe in that conversation it's i want to play xbox for two hours cool Mm -hmm. is that good right and she goes Sure. And then for two hours, she knows he's going to be playing Xbox. I'm going to go to the library and, and get a And then after book. that, it's this, right? So yeah. in real time, like I come home at seven, literally mm-hmm. walk home because mm-hmm. it's right there. Walk home, put my stuff in the washer, mm-hmm. get in the shower for like two seconds mm-hmm. and then come out and be like, all right, yeah. hanging out. Mm-hmm. You can go to work, 
you can do whatever, but I'll straighten up the kitchen if you haven't already. This I'll is be with stupid. The kids. This makes me really think, why have we not had these conversations in the past? I've been trying to forever. Oh, nice try. Nice um, try nothing. I have. It, what's, what conversation have you been trying to have? Hey, <laughs> I want to do this. Are you okay with it? You say, yeah. Then you're like, Ooh. not jujitsu. I mean, like for everything. I, see. I mean, we need to, I think we need to be having expectation conversations on a regular basis. Like what does bedtime look like? What does, mm-hmm. you know, Friday look like on the weekend in the kids mm-hmm. want to stay up till 10 right <laughs> 10, 10. <laughs> that's not what i meant to say okay well i'm mad now so I'll why see, are you I'll mad see if I can finish the podcast tell me i'm just kidding we'll see that's me yes let's have a plan yes and i think yeah. i think that that's really what you're running into so it's frustrating on both of your parts because like your wife is feeling like he's not he's just playing xbox he's not thinking about me and she just wants to be with you but i think having a plan would sort of settle that um dissonance just in her mind without mm-hmm. having to really quote do anything different right mm-hmm. okay I think that's a great idea ready thank you for the question hi i love you guys i came across your podcast shortly after my husband and i had our second kid we are in the midst of a major in-law, in- in-law struggle so my husband and i have been married for seven years we have two beautiful kids before my mother-in-law and i had a before great relationship kids my mother-in-law and i had a great relationship right. we did tons of things together and i really thought our relationship would only get better after grandkids boy was i wrong my mother-in-law has an overbearing self-entitled is has a overbearing self-entitled and doesn't respect me as a mother and wife nor boundaries my husband and i put in place i have tried everything letters luncheons nice gestures everything recently i expressed to my husband my concerns and he's a textbook description of a mama's boy that's not good. Mm. Uh, he struggled with transitioning from being an obedient son or loyal husband. I feel he chooses his mom over me. I asked if he could speak. I asked if he can speak with his mom so we can hash out our differences and concerns and move on. His mother is a master manipulator <clears throat> and she convinced him that she was willing to have a conversation with me. Days later, she came to me about asking to talk. I agreed we could. Months later, we still have not set a date and time to talk. My husband confronted her about not having a conversation with me, and she reassured him she would. She even said she prayed for our relationship together, or to get better. I feel she doesn't care about respecting me or having a relationship. She just wants to remove me or control overseeing the grandkids whenever she wants, which I've never denied her from seeing them unless our kids are sick or we have plans. My mother-in-law finally agreed to talk based on uh, based on us coming over with the kids and we could talk with, while the kids play. Simply impossible, and I feel she just wants to see the kids. Days later, we are supposed to meet at a neutral location to talk. Needless to say, she canceled. Um, wow, I can't be around her anymore until she acknowledges and apologizes for her behavior and main and mistreatments. I want to distance myself from her for a while, and I want my husband to support me in loving me f- and, and loving from afar. Is this too much to ask? I would say no. Yeah, it's not too much to ask because it's more about how we for, ask it. I guess I mean, it's how you ask it, and it's what you're asking for is a normal relationship where you are the mom, you have a hierarchical place in the kids and a hierarchical place with her son, right? So it's you two, and then it's kind of top down right and in this the, um what, what is it called uh there's a, a, a fears called um salvador mnuchin in i think structural family therapy and he talks about like the hierarchy like people sometimes need a leader like they need the parents to be on the same page mm-hmm. or when family therapy parents to be on the same page to do this this is how we're going to do it and it's all about boundaries and all kinds of um uh um 
different uh, lines of, of leadership and mm-hmm. stuff. It's really interesting, right? Mm. And it makes a whole lot of sense. And that's what you guys are trying to do. And I hope that I think the number one thing is that you and your husband have to be on the same page. And I know there might be some cultural things going on here because I've read that in the Facebook uh, uh instant messages before so i'm not sure uh we're there so i I wanted to like take any kind of cultural implications Mm -hmm. going on and to be respectful in that way you know so in some cultures a a grandmother's mother-in-law role is like oh they're like the queen they do everything they're they're the matriarch there's there's this and then when a new female comes onto the scene and is trying to change this at all it's like it's a threat it is a threat right Mm -hmm. so healthy boundaries around that culturally appropriate boundaries whatever that looks like um and in that situation and i say the number one thing is you have to be on the same page somebody says what if you aren't on the same page then uh, how do you address that well mm-hmm. well i have you, yeah, I have some thoughts on that you talk to your spouse about it like this is how it goes mm-hmm. we have to be this way or else this doesn't work mm-hmm. i need to know that you have my back when i'm talking to your mother when i'm talking to your father kind of thing we mm-hmm. talked about this yesterday yeah. um, in our own lives yeah, okay. um, I think some of the things that come to mind when I read this is there's a way to walk through this. Okay, we often, when stuff like this happens in relationships, and I've, I'm totally, totally guilty of this, I want to like vomit out onto the person that I'm upset about everything that's in my head. That is not helpful, mm-hmm. right? So your mother-in-law doesn't need to know all the feelings that you have. She doesn't mm-hmm. need to know that you think she's manipulative. She doesn't need to know all of those things. That will only poke the lizard brain. <laughs> that will like make everything a thousand times worse. But people, for some reason, and I'm totally, totally guilty, is we think, well, I'm going to tell you everything I think, mm. and then somehow it'll be better. <laughs> oh, boy. In the South, they do that. Just like, I got to get this off my chest, you know? And they don't feel... <laughs> <laughs> we don't feel real or we don't feel that we're being authentic if we don't show our true colors or like, I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. Yeah, it's not helpful. Kind of thing. It's, it's funny. But well, but that's a cultural thing. That's a Southern cultural thing. Yeah. So as we were talking about cultural differences. Yeah, and so it talks about like, how can I distance myself from her and, you know, I want my husband to support me. So the So f- number one thing is, you don't need to tell everyone how you feel all the time, like just as a, as a rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. But the husband supporting me part, I want to just reference our relationship because this is something we struggled with when we were early and married. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a, a weird tension because we didn't live by Seth's family. I'm mm-hmm. totally culturally from a different place than Seth is in many ways. Mars. Like my family is not even, it's, there's lots there, but um it, from Uranus. What I what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Um, but Ooh. one of the things that was happening was I was m- putting all of my responsibility or my feelings of your mom can't do this. She can't say this. I don't want to blah. And mm-hmm. I was like shoving it in his face and being like, you have to fix this. Yeah. And and basically thinking he's a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. He's not going to change because mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's super not helpful. Like it made it so that he, there, I mean, there was so much stress on Seth to walk that um, line and try to balance between his mother and I in a way that was not beneficial. It's like this. Do you ever talk, do you ever, uh, do people know about like um, company mergers and hostile takeovers? Like in the business world and stuff like that. It's like you were a, uh, so I am, you know, my mom was the CEO, you know, and I was part of her family, right? (laughs) And then this new female CEO comes in and says, 
all right, we're doing it we're this way. We're changing things up. We're doing it this way, and you th- thought that I was your personal worker to go and change things and be like, all right, this, and I thought the same thing, like coming into your family. I was like, okay, we're going to sell your car. We're going to do this and do this because this is the right thing to do, and it's just a bunch of bull crap. It's like, it is, yeah. You, know, you, you, can't, you can't go into a situation and expect to be like, hey, Let's do yeah. this. I'm here. We're changing it up. Mm-hmm. We leadership's here. Let's do this. Yeah, you can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this couple is doing that, but if you even are close to that expectation, you know, no, you come in quietly. Mm-hmm. You sit. You assess. And of course, you're in a position to do that because you've been married for a long time and you have two kids, so you can assess this stuff and go, "This is mm-hmm. how I'm going to do it." Yeah. And you know? one thing I would suggest to the wife is figure out what relationship you have where it's the similar thing to what your husband has with his mom. So meaning, put yourself in his shoes. So think of who's, if he's a mama's boy, then his mom is his world. And that's Mm -hmm. great. Mama's boys are great. If you've got that, I I hope I have two mama's boys. I don't want to lose my sons yet. Well, there's, there's, there's a, there's a distinct difference. A mama's boy with an overbearing mom or like a loving just wait for it. Child. So I want you, the wife, to put yourself into his shoes and say, what relationship do I have that if my husband was coming to me and saying, you need to change this, mm-hmm. you need to talk to so-and-so, your, your own mom maybe, or mm-hmm. your dad, or whatever that is, like your grandma, do you have a relationship that's similar to what he has with his mother? How would you want your partner to deal with you mm-hmm. in that scenario, mm-hmm. right? So I do think that there is an element of like, use the clearing structure, go to anatomyofmarriage.com, go on our tools, find the clearing structure. Maybe you sit down with that and it's just questions you fill out together mm-hmm. on the website. And so you can also print it out and write out your questions and answers. But it's something like it needs to have this, um, the sort of tension needs to be pulled out of it as much as humanly possible. The emotional side needs to be removed, which I know is extremely hard. It sounds Mm -hmm. like you're doing a great job with that because your mother-in-law is just holding on for dear life Mm -hmm. and she's not probably going to change. That's no big deal. Mm -hmm. You can, you can get through this even if she doesn't change, but you and your partner need to have, it can't be a pointing fingers. You need to fix this. This is your mom. It's your whatever. It has to be some sort of like, broader conversation that is based mm-hmm. in we can do this together and I I as the wife understand the stress that puts you under as a husband mm-hmm. kind of a deal does that make sense mm-hmm. and I think there is a way to get around it without um, sometimes you just got to make the calendar the bad guy if that makes sense like mm-hmm. you just say oh sorry mom-in-law we can't hang out today oops we scheduled a time to go to the zoo mm-hmm. and you weren't invited yeah darn Kinda calendar got in the, the way mm-hmm. there's things like that you can do where it's mm-hmm. it's a manipulation but whatever if it works and well it's a it's a it's a boundary yeah thing. it's a ten- boundary. intentional yeah. and you can so, say like our family today is picnic day mm-hmm. so we're not hanging out whatever it is and right just put it and put it on the calendar and then point to the calendar go oh it's on the mm-hmm. calendar mm-hmm. Ooh, sorry so leslie says hey cute shirt mail. i know <laughs> Nice. But then on the top of your thing, it says it has our AOM logo with a diamond. It says top fan. I've noticed I don't know that what too. That it's means. just a thing. But um, oh. <clears throat> another one says, besides Ken and I feel like I'm always the only dude in here. <laughs> There's other well, dudes. Brad, Robert, who else? Um, I don't Seth know. Seth is here. So, yeah, I'm here. He's a dude. I don't know from other people's tags. He's if a you're, dude bag. 
<laughs> Gross. <That's> funny. <laughs> that is sick. What you can say? Someone else wrote in. Okay. What? I'm your top fan. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. It's on Facebook. It's and, like uh, on the thing. It's funny. Yo, there's yeah, Josh. Leslie He's made dude. this shirt. It says, "Oh, geez, I just hit." It says, "It'll be all right." Talking to the mic. Oh, it'll be all right. I was pointing at my shirt, and it's from her um, devotional that I just completed, and it's amazing. And so I'm wearing her blouse. <laughs> yeah. Also, my husband, my hubby always tunes in, not just on Instagram. Good. I love it when couples are actually listening. I think it's a a healthy way. We do this podcast because we wish that we had a resource like this when we were going through the crap. And I I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was like, oh no, somebody said, well, I'm not, I can't come to the thing because I'm single. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's the reason that that you come. (laughs) I know. I wish I had this podcast when I was single. I'd be like, okay, I'd be light years ahead, but all in good time. Okay. so there's a call out single all y'all singles aum singles aom singles come to our uh aom sings okay our event you always do that when i sing it just didn't work you're you're singist don't be a singist anyway Um, we're uh time up get your tags let's go okay um that was just jarring of a thing so uh i want to say before we continue and we wrap everything up Please rate and review the podcast. Thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. We love reviews. We read them on the show and we want to Mm -hmm. see more reviews and they are incredibly helpful. So please go to iTunes, rate and review the show. I don't know if you can rate stuff on iTunes through like on the computer. Because if you don't, if you have an Android phone, people are saying I can't rate it on iTunes. But maybe we'll figure that out. But please rate and review the show so we can get it out to more people. And there are more things to say. Let's see. Uh, Andy says, "Single dude listening." Yes, that's right. Savannah says, "Yes, you guys make help make conversations not so awkward with my (laughs) husband." So thanks. Yeah, sometimes we just need a little sounding, not a sounding board, but a like an an icebreaker. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, let's talk about. We awkward, need to, everyone you know? has questions and everything's awkward for everybody. So let's just right. be awkward together. Mary, yeah, Mary so, says so beneficial for singles, singles AOM meetup. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, what happened with the prayer and the gratitude? It, we just changed it when we did questions and answers because mm-hmm. we kept forgetting to do it. But I've been thinking about that a lot. I mm-hmm. really liked it. Yeah, and it was um, really good. So yeah, we did a hundred days of uh, the, the prayer gratitude thing. And that was like, straight consecutive days we didn't miss a single one Mm -hmm. this is 100 days of aom questions and today's day 49 and we're just like focusing on reviews and questions Mm -hmm. right now who knows what our next 100 days will Mm -hmm. be we'll probably integrate uh gratitude and prayer we still do gratitude every single end maybe maybe because i really liked it too and i I think about it a lot and it's but it was hard because it felt really kind of like derailing at the beginning of yeah the q a thing it just Mm -hmm. felt weird and we were forgetting to do it what's up sean good Um, morning uh let's see awesome hatisha says okay so all right we love you guys please continue to send in your questions you can send them to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com you can facebook us or i am us whatever i don't even know what i'm saying Ooh, 100 days of empathy hmm that sounds oh, like a good idea. Good, I will, Dr. Um, Snyder. No, what's his name? Not Don't empathy, know. compassion is what he said. Mm, yes. Um, but I love that idea. That's a really good idea. So thank you for joining us. We love y'all. Um, oh, and just like way over the top, thank you to the women's group again. Mm-hmm. Please join the private groups. Um, they are amazing. And the women's group is like notching up their game, stepping mm-hmm. up their game to a zillion. So That's awesome. if you want to be in a group that has a game up to a zillion, hashtag, join the women's group. Hashtag zill. But not also, if you're a man. July 25th, Seattle AOM meetup. We're going to we're gonna eat 
awesome food. We're going to drink. We're going to hang out and talk and then have maybe an after party even mm-hmm. at a coffee shop or like, you know, something with desserts. So uh, Bakery Nouveau. Someone just said, can you link your shirt when the video is over? It's a must have. Leslie is going to do that for you. Leslie, yeah. you better be watching because I don't have this shirt. She does. She that's sent it to me. So um, so that's cool. Let's see. Tawny Camp and Leslie Brose. You guys hook up. It'd be awesome. Oh, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't forget Mel's birthday. Oh. It's 10 days away. I cannot believe that she days didn't away. say. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. You guys have an awesome day. What's today? Thursday. Peace yes. out. Um, be awesome. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.